VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see. Cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies of all kinds. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from almost out of the woods with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, October 31st, 2021, Halloween Sunday. But this episode doesn't plop until late tonight. So uh, I hope everyone is having a nice November so far. But we're going to go back in time to the last day of October with my guests, Chris Garcia, Eliza Skinner, and Andy Wood. Hey. Hey. Oh, yo. Oh, with a ghost of Halloween yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, it's the most frustrating day to record because it should be like an episode all about scary movies and Halloween. But actually, that's silly because who wants to hear any of that tomorrow? See, I would, but I'm a real spook uh, lover. I'm I'm, I'm into the spookiness in general. But I, I do think it's... Remarkable how fast spooky season just cuts off for the m- most of the world. Yeah, like, I, the, I saw a, uh, a Christmas ad on TV already. Oh, yeah. You I know, went to Marshall's the, the other day. It's all Christmas. Yeah. The transition just really just to hap- like they sell out of, uh, you know, whatever the popular Halloween thing is. You know, once they get out that off their shelves, they're just ready to move on. They didn't even sell out. I, I had to walk to the back <laughs> of the Marshalls and there was just a pile of sad, forgotten about <laughs> spider mugs. I, felt, I bought them just because I felt bad for them and because I like spider mugs a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a real specific item. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it's year round. There's summer spiders, there's winter spiders, definitely spring spiders. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. Next store I go into, I don't care what it is. I'm a, I'm asking a poor employee where are the spider mugs <laughs> and uh, see see what kind of twisted logic they throw all over that and the what be- they think a spider mug is. <laughs> it's the beginning of some sort of Narnia uh, adventure. <laughs> like I hope so. to Let's the back. Be- 
Let's meet everybody alphabetically and individually, starting with host of the Scattered podcast. It's a podcast called Scattered. It's not, I wasn't describing it. And, um, <laughs> and his name, <coughs> excuse me, his name, first time guest, Chris Garcia. Welcome. How's thanks, it going? Thanks, Doug. That's the right pronunciation. You just huck some phlegm and then it's Chris. Oh, uh, thank you. And uh, Garcia, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited that to was, be here. That was the most punk rock uh, phlegm situation I've ever had <laughs> during during a podcast. But uh, I, something's something's wrong with me today. I'll tell you that. Uh, you sound great. You sound well. Great. You sound great, and thank you for for doing this on, uh, on uh, you know the day uh, its name shall not be spoken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I did stand-up comedy last night for, it's so fun to do stand-up, uh, you know, on a Saturday, the night before Halloween. Cause you know, if you're not at a horror movie or, uh, somewhere with friends, uh, you know, uh, what are you doing out? Like what's, why are you even, and so the whole crowd was just people, not a single person had a costume on. It was oh, all people that were just like, where can we go huddle together uh, uncostumed and not, uh, you know, not make such a big thing out of the day before the day you don't uh, care that much about. I think that's great. I, th I think it's weird when people dress up to come. I mean, if they probably think that they're asking for it, if they dress up in costume uh, to a, a comedy show, but I was, I was at the comedy store on Friday and some, and some guy on stage who remained <laughs> unnamed was like, check out this witch. And I thought he was talking <laughs> about someone in costume and he just wasn't, he was just an <laughs> asshole. And I was like, Oh my God, wow, that's brutal. I was like, Oh, let's Oh, is she wearing a hat or um, does she have a broom? No, she's just a nice Asian lady sitting in the front row. <laughs> oh no. That is, um, yeah, it's pretty you cool. know, it's hard, you know, it's a dark room. It's hard to see. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to see. You know, any, any lady could be a witch. <laughs> some of the dudes. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> everybody's a suspect these days. Uh, but um, a big fan of the entire month of October, I was just told, is also joining us. And I, and I, I must say that there's a lot of it uh, that I do enjoy. And, uh, you know, scary movies, of course, is one of those things. Returning guest, head writer of uh, Ed to, uh, Earth to Ned. <laughs> I always, I don't know why I want to say that the other way around, but... For some reason, I just think Ned has a bigger role on the show than well, Earth does. Yeah, he does. And and it really, it, it is him communicating to Earth. Ned to Earth would have made sense also. But Sure. Okay, good. I'm glad you're one of those people that, like, you know, well, is happy to accept it either way. It, of course, is on uh, Plus Disney, since I'm oh, mixing boy. everything up. And, uh, <laughs> And this, of course, is Eliza Skinner. Hi, Yay. Eliza. Hi. Um, uh, listening to you guys talk about the the witches in the audience, I also have to point out this is L.A. There's a really high chance that that person self-identifies as a witch. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah, you know, and um, we got some Scientologists. Guys just, uh, 
we got witches. <laughs> yeah. And some guys don't, you know, they don't, they don't know from fashion. They think, you know, dark clothes just means, you know, either goth or a witch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, um, my boyfriend's uh, daughter became a witch while I was living with them during the pandemic, um, which I thought was going to be like, oh, great. So I'm going to be, we're going to be able to, to bond so much because I'm, I'm goth, you know? So, uh, and then I found out very quickly that I am a cultural witch and she is an orthodox witch so she's i'm like want to wear it watch a spooky movie and she's like "Ugh, no is there an egg i can bury in the yard and i'm like okay i don't i don't understand this maybe you can go see wicked together that seems like common ground Right. I would. Th yeah. I think witches of all stripes would have an interest in Wicked. Exactly. And, you know, they're singing and dancing. Who doesn't love that? Right. There's, but there's, there's a nice one and there's a bad one, you know, like there's somebody you could, anybody can empathize with at least one of them. Yeah. Well, and, and the bad one, is she bad or does she just stand up for herself? Hmm? Hmm? Wow. You know, it makes you think the whole thing. Yeah. They, yeah, the whole thing has got a lot, you know, a lot of big question marks at the end of uh, Wicked. I think that's why people see it repeatedly. It's because it, it really brings up questions that it does not answer. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, and joining us for the 17th time. I don't know. I just feels about that feels about right. Doesn't I it? like that number. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it's five-time Jeopardy champion, Andy Wood. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I should qualify uh, four-time, but I wish oh, uh, five would have been great. I was on it five times the fifth time I lost. So. There five you go. Five-time Jeopardy guest. Yes, yes I'm going to say five-time appearer. Six-time appearer because the tournament I appeared and lost in the tournament. Six-time appearer, four-time yeah. winner, two-time <laughs> two -time loser. Way to not You've steal any valor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've seen him. You've seen him six times on Jeopardy. Yes, it's Andy Wood. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting to be back, and uh, I'm bummed that we can't talk about scary movies because it's past the season and it can't be spoken of. But that is well, it's certainly there. You know, there's there's no time of year, even the very first day of uh, November is fine for a scary movie. I'm always up for uh, a good one uh, did you so you kind of showed up today with the uh, want to talk a little bit is there one particular <laughs> one you want to talk about? No, i feel like, like i'm it. forcing the conversation get it off your chest come on I, yeah I, was, I mean i just if you you know because i i like to you know i try to tell my guests there's zero prep on this one because i don't want anyone to put any effort into something that might not you know i might not come up or something but if you like came here thinking about right. a scary movie i'd love to hear about it well, I didn't like do the homework because of this. I just, it's spooky season and I hadn't sure. ever, had never seen or even heard of near dark until last week. And that's a really cool thing to discover. I'm sure you've seen near dark. I mean, that's from... a movie you could recommend year round. Cause while it is, you know, about vampires, it's also, it's, you know, there's a lot going on there. It's also yeah. a Western. It's also just very stylish. It's also Catherine Bigelow's first directed movie? by a woman. Yeah. yeah who, who kicks ass it, you know, every time out um yeah it's a and of course yeah as a tribute to the late bill paxton uh yeah it's, it's, the, like it's, the, it's the paxtoniest i've seen him he's so 
great and over the top in that bar fight <laughs> scene. It's just incredible. That's worth it for the, the whole movie. That one scene. It's, I haven't seen this movie. Now I'm excited. Yeah, it's Catherine Bigelow's first movie. It came out the year after Aliens. I think she had just met James Cameron and she wanted to get this uh, fa- this family vibe among these vampires. And she was trying to cast it. And James Cameron was like, "What? Well, we just shot Aliens last year. These people get along. Why don't you just use these three actors who yeah. already like have a familial vibe? So it's got Lance Henriksen, um, Bill Paxton, and uh, is it Jennifer Goldstein? Jeanette Goldstein, who played yes. in Aliens. So it's got three people from Aliens. Oh, wait. So Jeanette from Jeanette's Bras? Wait, what? <laughs> you don't know about her bras? No, I don't. She's like a, a bra mogul now. What? Yeah. I mean, she's a sure. brogul? Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to make sure I'm th- thinking of the from, from Aliens, right? She yeah, I just yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's her. Yeah. 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 So she's like, so any <laughs> any woman with like, um, you know, slam and jugs uh, <laughs> that needs to find some sort of support to live their life and stand up straight, especially in the LA area, knows of Jeanette. She's like, you go in, you have like the fancy fitting. It's like, there's like a practically a cult of her now. Oh my and God, she's, the, the tagline says Jeanette's bra is the alphabet starts at D. Yeah, see? <laughs> I, I, and I just love that that's, that her that's backstory is, is aliens. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I said Sanchez. I should have said Vasquez. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's her character. Private Vasquez in Aliens. All right. Everybody stop looking things up on the Sorry. Internet. It yes, really, yes. It really undermines the game show element of this program. We will not be using that when it's If important. the listeners think everybody's just looking everything up. <laughs> hey, I was using my brain, so I just know about. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> cheating as well. We need okay. your brain. That's fair. Turn your brain off. All right, that's so. fair. <laughs> um, all right, so um, we introduced everybody, and now because we are just, you know, racing into the non-Halloween season of the year, uh, and things are, you know, that's one thing I do like about this transition is that they don't just suddenly drop uh, pumpkin flavored things. Like pumpkin can, you know coast all the way till like december 26 i think yeah honestly i'd prefer pumpkins start now i don't need pumpkins for halloween they're not spooky they're not scary they're they're vegetables <laughs> that's an interesting point and these days it's almost like tattoos people are just carving anything they feel like carving <laughs> yeah. you know i mean yeah. it's not strictly a face anymore now it's all sorts of nonsense they're, they're carving into the pumpkins yeah and we're already feeling very conflicted about thanksgiving we're like do we do we celebrate this do we kind of skip over it you know if we piled all of the pumpkin onto the thanksgiving i feel like it could be kind of a pumpkin day and people could enjoy it for that I'd be more excited about November if that's when pumpkins. St- I'm talking also about the, you know pumpkin flavor thing. Yeah, yeah I'm about the spice. I have <laughs> I just have so many pumpkin flavored things throughout the season, and and none that I'm specifically addicted to. I just if I'm purchasing something and uh, pumpkin is a, is a variety that's available of that thing, and it's usually only available you know in the around this time of year, then uh, I, I I tend to gravitate towards it. Um, you like a squash? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Kind of squash I don't know. Sure. I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, I I'm one of those people. You know how there's a handful of different candies that uh, come up and people talk about around Halloween where they discuss how how can anybody like that? That candy's disgusting. You know, like Necco wafers or candy yeah, corn yeah. Or, or black licorice. 
I love all three of those. Wow. Circ- circus peanuts, bring them up. Oh, so wait, do you dislike <laughs> the more popular candies or no, are you just like, like any candy, too. give like it to me? Too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Those are, the, the, those are hard to access. They're, they're, they're very hard to relate to. Yeah. Um, I really, I love a red licorice or a, uh, just a rig, you know, a candy bar of many different varieties. These, these people in my building that uh, put a little dish of candy out and, uh, you know, for whoever, I guess, because they're trying not, to make sure they don't hear whispering. you. I don't want them to hear this. I'm trying to keep it down. But uh, they, they, uh, they put out this dish and one of the things in the dish is just they're even smaller than fun size or minis. They're like really small, uh, different candies. But one, one of the ones that they have is a tiny Heath bar. Ooh, that's and I've always liked Heath bars, but it's always too much. Go, you know, like when you yeah. bite into it, you're getting too much of it all over. You know, you get your, you know, like an entire row of teeth get all gooey, yeah. but these are just a tiny Heath bar. And I, that's my new obsession now is I, I, I don't think they can make Heath bars small enough, like the smaller, <laughs> smaller, the better. That's why there was such a hit as a candy topping, you know, yeah, some exactly. crushed up Heath. Oh, Boom. Yeah. At the yogurt stand or the, mm-hmm. uh, what's that? Cold stone. I haven't been to a cold stone in so crazy long. It's like just been not a yeah, part of my life to, anymore. You moved to the city. Those are <laughs> Those are at beaches Feels- and suburbs. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I guess, you know, like every mall's got one, right? Or a lot of malls did, uh, oh. you know. Enough for a lot of great comedy to come out of it from uh, <laughs> so many comedians at that time. All right, so the question now I have to ask everybody before we get to the games is to just recommend one movie you could be recommending it for any reason. Uh, you know, my personal choice would be just something that you think, you know, you're confident people would like it is a great way to go. Does anybody want to go first? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go with a movie I watched last night, and it is spooky. It is a, it's a horror movie, but I loved it, and I'd never seen it before, uh, which is Your Next. I thought it was... It had everything I love in a scary movie, jump scares, and it was funny, but not annoying, like not too campy. Uh, and uh, it was just, and the ending was great. It was nice, hour and a half, great, scary movie. I'm going to go with your next. All right. So if anybody needs a scary movie for next <laughs> October, jot that down. <laughs> and, uh... I, lo- I love that movie. That's a great choice. Thank you. Um, I... Uh... I'm going to move away from scary movies because I feel like that's that's what we we need, right? I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This time of healing, post post holiday healing. <laughs> I'm like, can I write the ship? Um, I I I'm going to say all that jazz. Um, now, is everyone oh, going to like it? Right. N- no, no. But challenge yourself. You know, yes. get it. Be part of the conversation of, of many, many years ago. Also, I've got an, uh, a film still of it right above my desk where I'm sitting. So um, but it's it's a real weird movie uh, about and by Bob Fosse. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's oh, um, I love it. I don't I can't think of another example of a, like a writer director just, you know, through a fictional character he's uh, you know he's made up uh still just pretty much lay out there 
uh, all the flaws. Yeah. And just all, all well, the, all the people he traumatized just, and they all get to give, you know, give it back to him throughout the movie. And it's some really... of them are in the movie playing yes. character versions of themselves. Yes, you know what? Yes. I think the, the closest you could compare it to would be, is it, do you say it's Synodoke? Schenectady? Synecdoche. Yeah. Yeah. Synecdoche? yeah. Um, so yeah, that sort of thing where it's like, it's about, it's about him almost in real time with his girlfriend playing his girlfriend. She had to audition for the part. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, real, real wild kind of stuff. Yeah. And he does not come off as a cool dude. Uh, but, but the, the way that he presents a lot of stuff, I think is, is, is very interesting and very much of its time. So yeah, try that I, one out. I like, uh, I, I, I want to revisit that movie because it's, um, uh, you know, I thought about it a lot during the Fosse Verdon uh, miniseries that was on FX, uh, you know, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, that you know was, of course, less exciting than all that jazz because it was just you know showing you that it, you know the, the womanizing and all that was is a lot less exciting when they just you know documented you know Sam, Sam Rockwell's playing the the guy, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it's less the, like, the, oh, this is a sickness, boo-hoo, I can't stop. It's more like, yo, dude, you really should stop. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's wrong with yeah. you? Uh, all that jazz is really, it's wild how much of a tribute it is to like two or two or three other Bob Fosse movies. And the man ultimately only made like, you know, only directed like five or six movies. But mm -hmm. um, but the other thing I just want to point out about all that jazz is it's just the choreography and the musical numbers and the 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 songs themselves it's all very very entertaining and catchy it's not the movie's not a complete downer oh and no yeah yeah it's 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 fun but it's also very uh very honest and uh, ultimately pretty depressing <laughs> <laughs> but not spooky so there you go <laughs> yeah it's but yeah well there is you know there is like kind of a ghost character throughout the entire Okay, yeah, there is, uh, death is in the movie as a character, yes. But she's glamorous. She's so glam. Oh, I, I love that movie. Roy Scheider's great. I mean, he's I just like, yeah, I feel like Showtime. that's one of those, I think that's one of those best actor opportunities where they really could have given it to him and they went. Because he didn't have the kind of career where he'd get to play, uh, you know, characters that were, you know, that interesting. He just had to be like the guy who comes in and, yeah. you know, is in charge and yells at people. And uh, he was great in that movie. Yeah, but I feel like he always had, like, there, there was something interesting about it, the way he, he played those other characters. And yeah, in this one, he got to, like, lean into yeah. that interesting part. Mm -hmm. he, um, he'd sneak the humanity into those other parts, but then this one was really, like, uh, yeah. uh, it was, must have been very soul-bearing for him just as an actor to do all that stuff. Yeah, apparently they got very close. Like, that wasn't who, he wasn't who Fosse wanted for the part, um, and he fought for it, and then they, they stayed good friends, I believe, uh, through the rest of their lives. Um, but, yeah, it, it is like... It, it feels like real art to me, you know, where it's like you, you may not <laughs> walk away liking the artist, but you're like, they they did a all those people in there. They were all committed to making something that was art. Mm -hmm. Does Roy Scheider dance in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> really? I mean, kind of. Well, yeah, I, I have a, I'm looking at a photo of the final <laughs> scene that, where <laughs> he is, he's dancing with Ben Vereen and, uh, huh. 
Yeah, and, and, there's some dancing for sure. He definitely stretched the like the, the Oscars always seem to really get like you know thrown at uh, actors who suddenly sing and dance and something and can pull it off. Right. You know when they when that's not their thing they're known for. But he does a lot of you know there's just a lot of him barking choreography orders at, at people while wearing you know dance attires, and so he, he doesn't do like too much choreography. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's more choreography than, say, Michael Douglas in a chorus line where you don't believe for a second that he, <laughs> that guy's ever danced for a moment in his life. But there's plenty of directors of, uh, you know, Broadway shows that, you know, don't dance and don't know, don't know how to. And, but they, you know, they just have choreographers there to do that. So, yeah. um, but was he was Michael Douglas kind of that that director? That was uh, Kaminsky, right? In chorus line. <laughs> same universe <laughs> that's that's a trip i like that one that's like uh that, that guy uh you know tried to do musicals in the film in that area as well so that's why he eventually became the you know yeah. acting coach yeah he was doing okay with um stage work and then he went to hollywood to get into film stuff and yeah just just didn't take off <laughs> oh Kaminsky and your methods <laughs> Andy would would you care to contribute a movie these are such impassioned uh, recommendations so far yeah this is one that I consider spooky even though it's not a spooky it's not a Halloween movie or a horror movie at all but like it I'll, thinking about it spooks me out, but um, 2004's <laughs> Primer, which I might have recommended before. Oh, yeah. Primer, um, slight spoiler that it's time travel related, but that comes out in the first like 15 minutes or so. Uh, but yeah, just like the headiest, most engineering time travel movie with like some of the most perplexing time travel paradoxes. And also just I've watched it so many times and I'm still not sure what happens, but I like that. It's just really unsettling and naturalistic. All the actors I think were like engineer friends of his. I, I think most of them were sort of outsiders, but they all did a great job. And um, I think it won best picture at Sundance and beat garden state or something. Something like that. I'm not going <laughs> to Google it, which is great as it should. That's what should beat garden state. Uh, but primer. Yeah. I, I try to rewatch that every couple of years. Hey, yeah. I want to say does it have something to do with Looper also, or was it maybe referenced as like being Looper maybe... came out later. That's yeah. Ryan, Ryan Johnson, right? Yeah. I, I want to say that like I heard, cause I feel like I heard of that movie in an article or discussion of Looper that was like, makes oh, sense. This is, this is a, a movie to check out. A thinking, um, a thinking men's time. Travel yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there must be, if you wanted to watch every movie that had time travel, I mean, that'd, that'd be quite a challenge. <laughs> I bet you there's a, allow that to a happen. lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's uh, it's an interesting thing, because I know some people are just immediately, time travel puts them off right away. Like they're already checked out. Like I, I'm not interested in time travel which I, i'm more like not interested in doing it than i am in like i can watch a movie with time travel in it if it's if it's an interesting story they have time travel in the uh harry potter play did you know that the hmm. harry potter oh, yeah. and the cursed child that, that has time travel in it which is you know especially interesting in uh in the harry potter universe because they you know can kind of go back and change some things 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like um, time travel. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like time travel, uh, like vampires, has become has has been added to the the canon of we're really talking about something else when we're talking about this in movies. You know, mm-hmm. like right. the way zombies were were always like, well, it's really a metaphor for some other thing. Now I feel like as soon as I see time travel or vampires, okay. What it is about your dad? It's about, <laughs> about the church. It, what is this? About? Time travel is usually dads, um, but <laughs> but it's 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 not just time travel. <laughs> sometimes you fuck a mom though in time travel. So sometimes it's about moms too, or all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or come close. Yeah, yeah. But that was like you know that's back in the day. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm talking about post um, Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future is just about time travel. I think, but you know. Um, By the way, Doug, yeah, are you? <laughs> I can. I think they did. I think you. You might be onto something there. That they, you know, as filmmakers, that I don't think they were interested in the sex with mom thing, except for it's funny to watch Michael J. Fox squirm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I mean? They weren't interested in exploring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you step into this role for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny to call him Calvin Klein. Yeah. It was yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe somebody um, hasn't remade that just to make that a Victoria's Secret joke. Right. <laughs> Be such an easy switcheroo. And then you could ruin so many childhoods because, uh, you know, if you change the sex of anything these days, but people are just yes. uh, it's so just, upset. It's, really it's, so, it's, yeah. it's so ruinous to what already happened. I wish there was some time when somebody could go, uh, James Bond's being played by a woman, and here's a stack of every James Bond movie made up to this <laughs> point, and I'm going to destroy them before you. <laughs> yeah. you know, they just destroy because that's what they're acting like happens every time there's some sort of change. Everybody acts like what used to exist is just obliterated. Yeah, well, it's it's almost like they think these iconic characters are real people. And so they're like, you've changed the person I knew into a different human. Like, they're not real people. They're yeah. all of the versions that you've seen. They can still be each version that you liked. And you can just forget about the ones you don't like. <laughs> it's pretend. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, yes, but you know, it messes with my, the timeline, you know, and it's not that one's not canon. When somebody tells me something's not canon, I I just immediately am like, well, okay, we don't we don't need to discuss this any further because you've, <laughs> you've decided that something's it's, it's saying you can say anything's canon if you want to. It's yeah. the word doesn't even make sense after a while, especially yeah. Nick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great, great, impassioned uh, pleas for people to check out movies, specifically these three. You uh, you might be surprised uh, by how much you enjoy these movies that uh, I bet you there's somebody sitting out there who hasn't heard of all three of them. That person exists and we're helping them out. And we're going to go to a quick commercial break before we play our first game today. We'll do that right after this. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. 
When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back and fastest commercial breaks in the game because uh, we don't have a lot of sponsors. Let's start with a game called ABCD's Nuts. Uh, pardon that expression. I don't know. I, looking back, I hardly know how the game got that name. But um, it's a spelling game. Uh, and today, because Douglas Movies is coming back to Zanies in Nashville on Sunday, November 14th at 420. Today, we're going to spell Nashville, N-A-S-H-V-I-L-L-E. And by spell it, I mean this. We're going to start with Chris. And the first letter in Nashville is N. So all Chris has to do is name any movie that begins with the letter N. And uh, he continues on in the game without being eliminated. Then we move to Eliza. The next letter is A in Nashville. So you name any movie that begins with the letter A. And then Andy would get S, etc. cetera. Uh, uh, you only get the letter that's before yours if uh, the person fails somehow at naming any movie that begins with the letter. But you can win this whole thing automatically if you match the, ma- the movie that I've written down in advance of all the movies in the world. Uh, I've read some down for each of these letters. And um, if you match it, you win. And it's, there's the theme. So you might figure that out as we go. But unfortunately, Chris has no help with in terms of a theme. Just has to guess any movie that begins with the letter N. Just going to try to have to guess this theme. I'm going to go with National Treasure, which is a national treasure uh, starring uh, Nick Cage that also starts with That's exactly what I thought of. That is exactly really? what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because of the Nash in Nashville, but that's exactly Maybe that's why it happens is the Nash, but yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I don't know. what uh, Did you did one pop into your head, Eliza? Um, adaptation? Oh, wait, for that, for the end? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm moving ahead already. Um, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, but I was like, thank God I don't have it because we're not getting spooky. Uh, I've just never done that before. Ask the other players what they what they uh, what popped into their head because it is. I bet you the people match a lot for reasons like that we were just talking about the the Nashville like just got the got the nah sound going. Yeah. So you just follow through with National Treasure. And you both went with the original and didn't pick National Treasure Two: uh, Book of Secrets. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> um, <laughs> But I wrote down a motion picture that actually may have won an Academy Award. It was definitely nominated. Uh, a movie called Norbit. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. My friend was the uh, location manager for that movie. He yeah. Keep, and like, he keeps the sign up in his apartment of the, like, the direction you're supposed to go <laughs> for going to the Nor- Norbit. Uh... <laughs> the yellow with yeah. black writing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess they could, probably, <laughs> they could probably just write Norbit because that was like a, you know, an original IP at the time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it, it was a spinoff of Dr. Doolittle, was it? 
I don't think so. I think it was just oh. a straight up character he came up with, which was, I mean, the movie's horrifying. The, the, they, I think it won an Oscar for best makeup effects because uh, the makeup's incredible. They make a lot of people that aren't spectacularly large individuals in, into such, and then, and then make fun of the, how their bodies look. It's a weird movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, a big movie for fat suits. They say, they like to say, you know, in caddy circles discussing the Oscars that Eddie Murphy lost the Oscar for Dream Girls, didn't, didn't win when he was nominated for Sporting Actor. And he is incre- very good in that movie. Uh, they say that he lost because Norbit came out around the time that the Oscar voters were trying to pick a winner and, uh, you know, seeing ads on TV of him, him playing Norbit to kind of, Soured like, everybody on him. <laughs> this isn't a classy enough actor for our award. Exactly, exactly. You know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's already hard. He already had to act dramatic to get a, a, an Oscar, even though he's a brilliant comedian. You know, it's like it, the whole system is messed up. Like being funny in a movie is so much harder than than being dramatic in a movie. Oh, yeah. I. I was like, I went on, I went down a real rabbit hole about this the other night, which I won't take you on right now, but I feel like the Academy Awards gaslight the whole world where they're like, this is, yeah, this is the best movie from this year. And all of us are like, no, it wasn't. What are you talking about? I don't remember. Look, how many of us pulled the artist out and watched that? We're like, Ooh, got to Got to sit down and watch the artist. Nobody does that. Nobody <laughs> no, does that. True. I, I just, uh, and all the acting, it's always who did the best impression this year. Not who did the the the, the best acting. Yeah. The, wow, right, he really right. talks like that other person. Okay, great. Yeah, it is an impression or weight loss or you know uh, ugly and dancing. Makeup, having to wear ugly makeup or having to having to look having to look. I love Charlize Theron when she mm-hmm. got an Oscar nomination for having to look a different kind of pretty. Yeah, and I believe that <laughs> was know? what Halle Berry got her Oscar for, also, right? And both those had monsters, monsters in them, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Maybe that's why well, I thought yeah. of it. <laughs> well, I was talking about in Bombshell when she plays Megan oh. Kelly. Oh. She's like, Megan Kelly's also an attractive woman. So it's just like like putting makeup, gobs of makeup on her to make her look like a different attractive woman. And, uh, and, and, you're, and you're just watching the stunt the whole time. And then Nicole Kidman walks in and looking like Nicole Kidman instead of Gretchen Carlson, who she's supposed to be playing. Like you don't have one movie in the, well, you don't have one person in the movie go to such lengths to look like the character and another person in the same movie, not try at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Have you seen, um, uh, 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 the, the Tyler Perry, I believe it's temptation diary of a, uh, marriage counselor. I have not seen that one. Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Okay. Well, it's great because there's a big jump forward in time at the very end. I'm not going to give you spoilers, but so all the actors are wearing age makeup. Um, They've aged a number of years, except Brandy. Like with no explanation. It just seems like Brandy was like, I'm not wearing that stuff. No, thank you. (laughs) There's no reason for that to age. I love it. Uh, so. Yeah, maybe maybe they uh, scheduled like maybe the next day she had a scene, the you know because they shoot everything out of order. Maybe like she had to shoot something the next day where she had to look, you know, she wanted to look good, and you know that makeup just destroys your skin for you know it's like such a process to recover yeah. from yeah. from that crap. 
I don't know. That's a weird. Yeah, maybe she's like, I, I, I feel like I would age like this. I would age really well. Yeah. Um, I would look exactly the same. Yeah. Everyone else must have felt so bad on set. Like, oh, okay. That's what she thinks she's going to look like. But we look like this. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine showing up to shoot a scene and you're like, well, at least we all look like, wait a minute. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we're on to the letter A and uh, this fast-paced game. Uh, Liza, what do you think? Oh, sorry. What do you think it is? No, yeah. I, that was fun. Well, I said I said adaptation before because I thought we were doing a Nick Cage thing, but we're clearly not. So, um, and I already gave. I'm going to say all the presidents men. Oh, okay, that's a fun switch up. Um, I went with a motion picture called Albert Knobs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so far we got Norbit and Albert Knobs, and uh, we're on to uh, Andy for the letter S. I'm gonna go Spider-Man colon into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's cool. I like the spoken colon, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I went with Steve Jobs. Hmm. I should have followed the lead of the first two things you did. We've got Norbit mm -hmm. and Albert Knobs okay. and Steve Jobs, and it's H is back to Chris. Ah, uh, okay. This theme. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> what is a movie? Huh? Um, gosh, I can't think of a movie that starts with a um i'm gonna go with her just oh that's a yeah i i like that movie and uh it certainly begins with the letter h it even, <laughs> even begins with the same first two letters of the movie i think i i said really called it. what kirby fully loaded no but that would have been a great one because i i love bringing up herbie fully loaded whenever possible uh because it just sounds like somebody that's just drunk. <laughs> you, you know, you got to yeah. know Herbie's in the car, and that he apparently he comes with a lot of extras. But uh, I don't, I don't feel like Herbie is ever fully loaded. But maybe, <laughs> maybe well, he was in that one. Certainly don't want to drive home with him when he's fully loaded. You know, take a different car. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I went with a movie called Henry Fool. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. V is the next letter for uh, Eliza. Okay. Um, then I'm in, in an attempt to get this right. I'm going to go with Victor Victoria. Oh, very nice. Uh, so close. Damn. Van, Van Wilder. Ah. Everybody's friend Van Wilder. Uh, <laughs> this next one, Andy. I'm glad you got this next one. I know this is not going to be the one you went with, but I can't pull a name. Uh, so I'm going to go iRobot. Oh, no. I mean, this one's so dumb. I couldn't, you know, there's certainly there's Indiana Jones and the blah, 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 blah. But that's not exactly what I was going for here. Uh, so <laughs> um, I went with Ivan Ho. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which of course is one word actually. Uh, L is next letter. Back to Chris. Okay, I'm gonna go with 
Leonard Part Six. <laughs> I'm my favorite comedian. <laughs> no, I'm Sorry, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, no. has there ever been a like a a joke title? That that's a bigger fart than Leonard, <laughs> Leonard Part Six. It's true. It's so true. You know, it's like just... history of the world part one. It already happened. So that, that that makes that joke pretty much. That pretty much kills the numbers game <laughs> yeah. right there <laughs> with the fake starting number. Um, anyway, uh, I also liked uh, Remo Williams. The the adventure begins because they never made another one of those. <laughs> uh what was it what was the l what'd you say for l leonard part six oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i talked about it for so long i forgot (laughs) yeah and i'm just i'm just looking at what i wrote going did he say that Uh, and uh the answer is larry crown Uh, oh has anybody seen larry crown it's really bad no, it's no. it's so about bad. a guy named Larry Crown who like there's no <laughs> reason to muppet. name a movie after him. Oh wait, is this Tom Hanks? No. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Oh, clearly it was memorable. Julia Roberts is like she becomes Larry Crown's girlfriend for no reason. He just gets this hot girlfriend. And he just walks around going, I can't believe this girl's into me. <laughs> I'm just I'm just Larry Crown. I don't even have a funny accent or anything. I'm just this guy. He like. Oh, it's he rides around on a moped. It's a moped. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, he's not on the spectrum. He's just like he, he's just like it's just like Tom Hanks going, What would my life be like if I had none of this? If I had none of these things, if I was just <laughs> single and working at a community college, what would my life be like? And the answer is not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to go off about Larry Crown. It just cracks me up. Now he's got this. He's got this new little movie coming out that's just called Finch. And I'm pretty sure that's his character's name. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> yeah. can you come up with a title? Would it kill you? Yeah. I mean, did, did he just save in private Ryan? I'm out. That's the best title anyone could ever come up with. Mm. L. Joe versus the volcano is pretty fun. I, I did love say. that title. Yeah. That movie almost drove its director out of the game, though. He was so frustrated with the process. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I need to go back and watch that because I just remember it being so panned and I feel like it's an Ishtar thing where it's like, did it, is it, did, did it, was it really that bad or did it just become a great punchline that everybody used too much? It's great movie. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. what I feel like. It's- I can't recommend it enough because it's like, especially if you've never seen it before, just, it's just, you know, it's just wild how the, t- the tonal shifts and how they uh, actually work are uh, are pretty amazing. And people that like that movie quote it all the time because there's like several things that people say that they, you know, that's a, you know, it's kind of like, a, it's a lot like a play, you know, it's like, you know, the real solid like three acts and very specific things happening in each one. And, uh, but also a lot of uh, repeating of lines. So that ends up, uh, you know, leading to catchphrases for people that uh, watch the movie a lot, or at least have seen it a few times. Are you um, saying this because you have a favorite catchphrase from this? <laughs> yeah, you want to tell us. <laughs> tell us what the no. catchphrase is. Okay. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I can, you know, I like, I, as I was saying all that, I, I can think of like, and I, this isn't true of too many movies. I can think of like four or five, at least lines from the movie that, uh, that you just that when the situation presents itself it's a fun thing to say especially <laughs> make, 
Meg Ryan's, uh, she just says, as two different characters, says the same thing twice, I think. She says, uh, uh, he, Tom Hanks says something, and she just goes, I have no response to that. <laughs> I forgot that she was in that also. So that's the, that's three movies that they did together. Yeah, and she plays uh, three parts in that one, and I dare say it's one of her you know, best performances. The three characters are very uh, different from each other. Anyway, um, who's up? Me. Elle? And Elle in Nashville? Okay, so um, I, can't, I can only think of girl names, and I feel like it's boy names. Um, so I'm going to go with, I don't, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to go with Logan's Run. I apologize for the only boy name thing. I didn't even see that coming, but it's, it really is true. Uh, well, I couldn't for, say Lolita course. or Ladybird. <laughs> yeah. But Albert Nobbs is, um, you know, played by a woman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a uh, Glenn close trying to, you know, hiding out as a man named Albert Nobbs. Yeah. Well, um, Victor Victoria, you know, I tried. Yeah. No, you did. You tried. And I, I'm sorry <laughs> that I, I let everybody down because I, my my obsession with Larry Crown made me just I just wrote it down the second time. I just wrote Larry Crown. It's uh, really strange. It's again. Made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that brings us to E, and you know this game is really just for fun. There's really no winners or losers, but uh, Andy does have the opportunity here. I'm holding to, out hope. Uh, take the whole thing if his E matches the E that I wrote down. I, I, I'm thinking the, the thing at the end of this is going to make it not right, but um, hoping Ed TV. Oh, so close. Uh, oh, did you do Ed VHS? Even. It crossed my mind. Even. <laughs> but you're right about the TV part. I wanted it to just be, you know, just strictly, right. strictly names if possible. And uh, the one I picked was Edward Scissorhands. Oh. Oh, yeah. Close. So nobody wins. So that means in our next game, we'll just go back to uh, playing in alphabetical order. Apologies to Mr. Wood for having that name. <laughs> and uh, we'll play one more game uh, quickly uh, right after the break. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. And our second and final game today is called Parental Guidance. I, as a person without a child, but a person who's also, when I'm watching movies, I'm fairly sensitive to, oh, you know, this got that rating because of this or that. You know, it's, I don't know why it's interesting to me, but mostly because it's, you know, a form of censorship that I don't approve of. So I'm like, you know, always curious how far they go out of their way to, you know, uh, change a director's vision just to get a, a rating that'll sell more tickets at the box office. And, but also just the things that these parental guidance uh, spots, uh, columns on the internet, uh, the things they point out, it's just, they really, it's real nitpicky. And, uh, uh, you know, tells you everything you should possibly worry about your uh, children seeing uh, uh, in these movies, even the most 
you, you look up even the most innocent of movies and uh, it's, it's funny what they'll find and say that they, you should keep your kids away from, which kind of makes sense. Like there's some heavy, heavy, serious movies. When I, if I had seen it when I was five, it wouldn't have meant anything to me, but wizard of Oz is scary as fuck. And they think that's a kid's show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have real mixed feelings about uh, these uh, parental guides and what, what they uh, pass along, but I'm just, uh, uh, I'm just passing along to you because I'm going to read some of the things that parents are warned about, uh, about a film. And your job is to guess, guess which film I'm talking about. <laughs> We're going to start with Chris and I'll give you Chris one warning starting with the with the father of the group this feels unfair (laughs) (laughs) uh and then but then i'll add if chris doesn't get it then i'll add a second so then uh, eliza will basically have two clues then we add a third one for andy and if he doesn't get it then if it gets all the way back to chris the fourth clue just gives it away just absolutely gives it away i hope i've been wrong before but i try um and uh, each person will get a chance. We'll play three rounds. Each person will get a chance to go first uh, uh, for one round. And I've got a tiebreaker if we need it. Any questions? Mm-mm. No. Chris. Yes. What movie do you think out of all the movies? So these, these start off very tough. You just have to take a stab at it. Uh, and I will say now that there is a theme today of the, all these answers. <clears throat> A group of teenagers pass around a marijuana joint and drink while on a beach. Um, is it uh, while on a beach? Uh, let's Could be a see. lot of movies. Isn't that movie, The Beach, isn't there? <laughs> um, no. Smoking uh, that's what the movies Um I don't know. Um, I don't even, do I have a guess? Uh, uh, I don't know, North Shore? <laughs> That's not what happens <laughs> with that movie. I just love that. I'm going to go with North Shore in the interest of time. <laughs> okay, incorrect. <laughs> uh, Eliza, add to that this clue. One of the characters ignores advice to have wine breathe a little and fills an entire tumbler with wine. Oh, that sounds so familiar, but I, I, I don't know exactly. So I'm going to say Jaws. That is correct. Yes. Oh, yes. Amazing. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> wow. Talk. Yeah. Uh, that's the scene with the aforementioned Roy Scheider as Chief Brody. Uh, Richard Dreyfus brings wine over for dinner well, so they yes. can get together and discuss sharks. Yes. And uh, he tells him, let that breathe a little. And Chief Brody just pours the whole fucking thing into his glass. And yeah. it's a real strong character moment for both of those actors. And uh, it's I mean, not enough of that is, in movies. <laughs> it's chock full of character moments. Oh, it's yeah. such a good movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going mostly off of the first clue, but the second one, I was like, it feels familiar. It it could be in that movie. Maybe that's what I'm remembering it for. Let's go. Yeah, 
I thought that might uh, tip it a little bit, but we tipped it all the way there. The next clue was about, you know, the skinny dipping girl and what parts of her you can see. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth clue was uh, the movie can be traumatic for people swimming in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's pretty much in the title of the parental yeah. warning. Yeah. So, don't yeah. watch this movie while swimming in the ocean. It's really it's yeah, it way, way too scary. Least, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's uh, round one, and uh, Eliza got the point, and uh, and coincidentally, she gets to go first this next round anyway. And um, here, first uh, first clue, Eliza. Okay. <laughs> a teen boy says she's got the tits of a sparrow. <laughs> she's got the tits of a sparrow. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's... I mean that's. So you and can narrow it down to it's it's a well written movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's about it's about people, not birds, because that would be a different type of a comment if it was a bird movie. Um, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with uh, some kind of wonderful. My, you know, that seems like something they'd say there, maybe. Ah, uh, that that was kind of a. John Hughes Hallmark is like kind of making up uh, insults so that it, you know it wasn't from the lexicon already. He would create things that would be said later. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was a vanguard. <laughs> he really was, but <laughs> for better or worse, because <laughs> some of the things he'd make up were like, okay, that's that's not yeah. uh, you know. I'm uh, uh, my favorite is. Uh, when uh, Judd Nelson calls somebody a, a neo maxi zoom dweeby, <laughs> like I don't think the tough guy would string those words together. Just that's how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> Andy, here's your second clue. Three characters share a bottle of whiskey. Bits of a sparrow. Three characters share a bottle of whiskey. Not you're not specifying the age of these characters, just three characters. Three characters, yeah. Bottle of whiskey. Um it's uh it's not the um what's the Lancaster by the Sea? Is that not the Manchester by the Sea? Lancaster. Uh, Lancaster. The most depressing movie ever. (laughs) No. That's my guess, though. I, uh, no, that's, a, that's, not true. that's not right. That's not right. Chris? Yes. A killer whale is found with a huge chunk bitten out of its face. Killer <sighs> whale, bottle of whiskey. I'm, um, I don't know, so I'm just going to say Red Sparrow because I think it would be funny if that's how that movie got that name. <laughs> because <laughs> someone said that about Jennifer Lawrence and they gave it that title. That, I've never seen that either. I'm, um, Red Sparrow, that's my answer. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I wish I could make the correct sound for that answer because it's, <laughs> it's such a fun answer, but no. And this should give it away. Yeah, I got it. Give the clue. Oh, you think you already know what it is? I do. Do you want to say it now? Jaws 2. Impress Aww. everybody. <laughs> what is it? Jaws 2. 
You did it. Fuck. That oh is correct. Fuck. Oh my goodness. You ran away with this thing, Eliza. That this is the oh, game God. for you. As long as it's questions about Jaws movies, you know what you're talking about. Well, and if I knew uh, you, I, I feel like this is all questions about Jaws movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Um the fourth clue is gonna be, as with the first film, <laughs> it, is infamous, it is infamous for making people scared of sharks and going into the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it does do that it, as it, with it, the first yes <laughs> um all right so now, now just for fun uh see see who can uh, figure this one out the fastest because now now you know the theme i think you kind of know the theme a uh, fish accidentally flips the switch and soap shoots onto a whale at the whale wash he is okay after that two jellyfish torture the main character by stinging him while he is strapped up. Angelina Jolie's character acts kind of weird and seductive. A shark is crushed by an anchor and dies. I'm glad we didn't have to do this one. Nobody nobody knows what it is. Is it Jabberjaw and Lara Croft go on vacation? (laughs) No. The Megs? No. A Jolie and a shark. This is so funny. Okay, listen to this first part again. Yeah. A fish, a fish a accidentally fish. flips a switch and soap shoots onto a whale at the whale wash. He is okay oh. after that. Shark's tail. A shark's tail. No. Try a third time. The shark's the tail. Shark. <laughs> one more, one more. Shark tail. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> no whistle for you though. That was just for fun. But yeah, that's uh uh that's I guess you, you know that's the thing is the brain doesn't flip soon enough to oh this is an animated thing. Right. So you're just thinking about the craziest shark whale movies you can think of. I'm surprised think- no one said Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe there was a Jabberjaw movie that got by me that I didn't know about. Yeah, that could have but... been it. I mean, yeah, I think you really helped everybody by <laughs> saying Jabberjaw. That really uh, put it in the uh, in the right realm. You know? the, the animated realm. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that was terrific. We brought it in on time, uh, you know, um, uh, I appreciate that because everybody's taking a little time out of their 31st day of October. And uh, I know you're all getting ready for an exciting November. What would you like to plug Eliza Skinner? Let's start with you, our, our champion today. Um, I have an album out called Regarding My Lovers. And I am also going to be doing a show in Richmond, Virginia on November 16th. Um, and if you want to go to it, you can get tickets at Traverse Comedy. Awesome. Traverse Comedy. Uh, thanks for being here. And uh, we, we, as the champion today, I have to ask you if you're willing to come back uh, on the show again sometime soon. Never. No, of course. I love it. <laughs> I'll try not to be so chatty next time. Oh, no. Yeah, you ruined everything. And um, <laughs> Chris Garcia, did you have a nice time? I had a great time. It was uh, oh, the first time and I had a lot of fun. Thanks. Oh, good. I'm glad. I hope you're not just walking away going, don't just ask Eliza questions about jobs. <laughs> no, Eliza just uh, knows way more than us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no, yeah. That was great. Uh, what would you like to plug, Chris? Um, I'll be performing at uh, 
comedy on state in uh, Madison, Wisconsin on November 11th. Love um, that so place. It's, it's a great club. Best. Yeah, I'm excited to be there. So, um, yeah, November 11th, I'll be there. Oh my God. They got, they got massage chairs in the, uh, in the, in the green room. <laughs> and they're not even creepy ones. I really know like they're, they're kind of nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, think about how Mark Maron sat in them. You might have a different hey, well, um, forever for that. Andy Wood out there with the, the, uh, cactuses. Yep. And uh, those must be fun to just uh, lean up against. Just, uh, <laughs> it's very tactile. Nice, nice cactus massage. Uh, um, what do you got coming up, buddy? I uh, am still doing my long-running podcast, Probably Science, with my co-hosts, Matt Kirshen and Jesse Case. And uh, listeners can check out the David Lyons episode. He's the aforementioned uh, location manager for Norbit. If you want to get the inside scoop. <laughs> On how Norbit, <laughs> oh my we, we spent a long time of that episode talking about Norbit and how that movie came to be and how Eddie Murphy ended up with all these fat suit movies. So if you want those questions answered, go listen to the David Lyons episode of Probably Science. All right. I, I, I'm really tempted to do that. You know, I don't <laughs> listen to podcasts, but I just might. There's some interesting out. behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Douglas Movies is back in Sweet Home, San Diego this Saturday, November 6th. But lots more dates are being added to the calendar. So go to douglasmovies.com for all of that info. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> once again. To Eliza Skinner and Chris Garcia and Andy Wood. And as always, and they all started singing Nearer My God to Thee. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another cocky. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause